Welcome to a Thursday night, and thank you everyone for persevering with our Donald Trump show yesterday, but it's, I promise it's back to normal tonight. Hello, Sterlo. <laughs> like you you world, missed a belter last night. I can imagine. The world hasn't ended. It's, <laughs> the sun came up. <laughs> it's, it's a great example for everybody out there, every young person. You can become whatever you want to become. <laughs> Just bully people and uh, be a misogynist. Uh, say, say whatever it Why takes. Why are people protesting? Have you seen protests in the streets of New York and Philadelphia and Chicago? They had an election and he won. No. I don't know what they're – it's like Brexit. No, exactly yeah. right. You've, 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 you've just got to be be prepared for what you wanted to get. Yeah. That remains to be seen. Okay, enough of that. Enough yeah. of that. We spent enough of that time last night. Uh, what if I was to tell you that Steve Waugh was one of the great pranksters of all time? Well, you, I like you too much for you to tell me lies, Dan. I, so that but that wouldn't – Mark Wall, maybe, you can imagine. Yeah, Steve Moore, fantastic bloke. <laughs> Not a prankster. No. Why? What, what, what's this Well, this excerpt to? from Brad Hogg's book is doing the rounds. Let me read it to you. And this is about, uh, well, I'll just read it. A country boy out of place. Hogg says the rest of the Aussie team found him very, very green and had a bit of fun with him as a result. Steve Waugh, not then, but soon to be test captain, struck when, uh, when team physio Errol Orcott was handing uh, out pills to the ground ahead of the first match. I was sitting next to Steve, who told me, mate, these pills are very important, writes Hogg. You've got to take them. I'm going to go in and deal with it now. What do you mean? You've got to put them up your anus, mate. So I went to the toilet and shoved them up my clacker. Steve had advised me I had to put them in really deep so they didn't come back out. So that's what I did, getting... Getting right in there. I'm not even going to read the detail. What I didn't know is that they were simple vitamin C tablets, and of course they were meant to be taken the usual way. I felt uncomfortable for a few days, but I never got a cold. Uh, uh, well, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. We, we can't let this go. What did he actually think they were for going up that part of the, the human anatomy? What was the benefit going to be? Well, I don't know, but when the right, future test captain tells you, well, the I don't know if Steve Waugh's a great prankster. I just think Brad Hogg, Brad, Brad Hogg, Brad Hogg is very gullible, very easy to get, and a soft. But target. wouldn't you? Okay, so let's say you're green. You don't want to offend the future Australian captain, don't you? Sort of say, "Oh, thanks, Steve," and then you sort of nudge the mate next to you and go, "What's doing with these pills?" I'm not putting anything up there, unless the doctor tells me to. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going in my pocket and I'm not telling anybody. Do you ever prank anyone? Not like that. Okay. <laughs> this is the, now we're getting into the showers. No, this, no, no. This is no. the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, Rush Hour. Thursday night, we do it for Sportsbet and their new racing form with animated speed maps and expert tips from Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Peter Sterling here with uh, Dan. Uh, did you happen to catch? Well, firstly, before I, we haven't had you on for a couple of weeks. So, what have you made of Wayne Bennett's lack of passion or lack of enthusiasm for the English media? I was disgusted after the first interview that he that he did, which I think received a fair bit of, mm. of criticism around. I thought it was disrespectful. I thought it was rude. And yeah, Wayne has always said that he's got involved in international rugby league to promote the game. That that in no way, shape, or form helped our game at all. And if I was a casual observer and saw this game coming up and saw that interview, I'm not watching it. I think, well, this bloke's involved. I thought it was very, very poor. I thought before last weekend's game, 
it was as though somebody had had a word in his ear mm. because he was much more forthcoming and should be every time that a, a, a microphone is in front of him. Not that much. I mean, yes, you might be right. It wasn't that much better because the BBC then started taking shots at him. Oh, I, did, I didn't see Yeston Harris and one of the other commentators, Yeston Harris, the former Welsh yeah, player. Yeah. They ripped into him. So it was Gus, I think, that got the ball rolling a couple of weeks we, ago. That was the first that one. That was the first one, the yeah. interview you're referring to. Yep. And then he did one on BBC Radio, which you mightn't have heard. No, no, I didn't hear that one. I, I saw the television okay. one, which was which was better. But we're talking increments, aren't we? Well, he is an enigma, Wayne, and he, he opened up today. It was quite a fa- When he does talk, he's actually quite fascinating. Very much so. So this is uh, some of what he said, uh, and he answered all the questions about Mal Meninga, about... Uh, the English football team and why doesn't speak to the media. Wayne, what have you made of uh, Mal making this very personal between you and him? Oh, look, I haven't read it, seen it, so it doesn't worry me. Well, he's been saying like, that you're not friends for, for a starter. Yeah. Um, does that offend you in any way? Look, as I said, I haven't read it. He hasn't said anything to me about that. I saw him yesterday, spent some time with him yesterday. And... Did you undermine him for his Australian job, as he said? Well, it's, it's a matter of perception. I didn't do that, but that's what... He believes in. I think, he, I think he thinks that because you said it's not an Australian, the Australian job isn't necessarily a full-time position. Yeah, well, you, I'm not here to talk about Mel and myself, OK? If you want to talk to me about the game on the weekend, I'm happy to do that. When your uh, press conferences seem to get as much publicity as the matches, does that, does that surprise you? People love to... Yeah, it's a funny thing to say about that. You know, I started coaching in 1977 and they were bagging me then and nothing's changed in 2016, <laughs> so been a lot of water on the bridge for me and... Um, yeah, I am what I am, and I'm not going to compromise myself or what I what I feel or what what, what state I'm in at that particular time. So, yeah, it's okay. When how much of your role is promoting the rugby league in England as well as coaching the team? Look, I'll tell you about promoting rugby league. You go talk to any marketing department, and they don't want you to be coofing off and talking it up, and your team's getting beaten every week because they won't sell a ticket. The end result about what we all do is about how the team, teams perform in the football field. I'm a football coach, that's what I am. And uh, my job is to get the best out of those players and my job is to give you the best entertainment I possibly can. And when that's in place, um, what you talk, what you say away from the game is really immaterial. And that's been my philosophy all my coaching life. And my players and my teams are my priority, and they always will be. And um, I'm not interested in cheap talk and I'm not interested in... Um, getting out there thinking that I can promote the game by something that I say. Um, I know that the teams that I coach, if they play well and everyone enjoys what they, the way they play, then um, you won't have a shortage of fans and people interested in what they're doing. Well, it's all very interesting, isn't it? But no, nobody's asking him to compromise himself, and the game has changed. You know, the, Wayne has a responsibility to the game, whether he likes that or not. And, and part of that responsibility is if the fans want to hear from him, and they do, he doesn't believe that they do, but trust me, the fans, especially the Broncos fans or the, co- or the, 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 the club that he is coaching, they want to hear from Wayne Bennett and they want to hear something that makes them feel a little bit closer to, to what they're supporting. The irony is when he does those pre-match interviews with Nine, with Freddie or Darren Lockyer, they're fascinating. Look, he can be very endearing. There's no doubt about that with Wayne. It's, I think what irks a lot of people is that I think it's fair to say that Wayne will utilise the media when it serves his purpose. And that's a little bit infuriating that um, there can be a press conference, as we saw before week one of the Four Nations, which was terrible. Yet when, when he wants to get something off his chest or if he's got a comment about something in the game, then you will 
you will find him quite engaging and he will be, he will be quite effusive in what mm. he has to say. So, but he does, he has responsibility of the game, but more so the game, a responsibility to the fans and they do want to hear from him. We, we don't want him to, you know, he doesn't have to dig deep and, and, you know, go into to things way in depth and intrude into whatever privacy he's looking to keep. He just needs to be a little bit more forthcoming. He no. really does. All right. I want to ask you about the Four Nations. I'll do that a little later. Sure. Why are you looking at me like that? It's not the. It hasn't been the easiest tournament to watch. Can I be honest? I'd be disappointed if you weren't honest, Dan. Well, if you don't go out and have big nights the night before, then it'll be easier for you to watch. Okay, this is the Rush Hour (laughs) on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Coming up, a sports update including Shane Warne uh, opening up. I want to read this headline, Stella, but I don't think I'm allowed to. Can I just direct people <laughs> well, to... Well, this will be interesting then to see what well, you, you, you come up with. I okay. don't know. Am I allowed to? Well. Okay. All right. So I won't get into trouble for reading. What's, okay, here no, we go. No, it's written by Chris Barrett of the Sydney Morning Herald. It yes. is not necessarily... It involves Triple M, but we don't necessarily endorse this column. I feel so used at the moment. Just read the headline. The headline says... Kerry O'Keefe set to return to Test Cricket Airwaves with Triple M. That, that, not our story. If it's wrong, don't blame From us. The Sydney Morning Herald. Kerry O'Keefe. Wow. Yeah, well, not confirmed. So what cricket? What's what? Oh, we're doing three tests. The, the Pakistan series. Okay. So some big names coming. That I knew. Yep. That's an interesting report, but yeah. I can't confirm nor deny because well, I don't know. Neither That's can why... I. I'm just a spokesperson. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> that minute we wash our hands of completely. Can you take your hand out from behind my back now and I'll stop moving my lips? Let's do this. Now on the Triple M Rush Hour, another great... You cannot be serious! Censored moment in sport. So that's it. He's got to hit a boundary. Michael Bevan, over the top. 95, 96. towards Rick Stump and the full... I remember that vividly. I was at my my now wife's house at Nelson Bay. It was a night game. I'm, yeah. And it was New a stra- Day. it was a straight hit. Yep. Roger Harper. I, off Roger Harper, yeah. You know what? Living in Sydney, these is this was in the old days where it wasn't live in the home market. So I watched it off Win 4, the Wollongong station, off a, off a big aerial, and it was all snowy. And I wasn't sure he hit the 4 until Bill Laurie told me he did, because it was all a bit... Uh, this is one of those moments in history where you remember, remember where, where you, you were. This is a JFK men- memory moment. <laughs> this is the... Michael Russia. Bevan. Rush Hour and Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. Well, it's a bit of a mystery who's going to fill this number six role for Australia and Hobart. Adam Voges appears to have recovered from a hamstring strain, looked good at training today, did a bit of batting, a bit of bowling, so he'll be there. Conventional wisdom would say that Callum Ferguson will miss out. But there's a theory that Mitch Marsh uh, may get the chop and they'll play six recognised batsmen. Uh, meantime, not a lot of love out there for Steve Smith as captain. Former South African captain Graeme Smith, who's out here 
at the moment, says he is under pressure. And Shane Warner was out and about today promoting his uh, one of his hair products. Here's what he had to say. That's just human nature. When you're not performing well, everyone comes under scrutiny. You not, might not like it. I like Buffy's a mate. Um, I like Steve Smith. I like all those guys. But when we're losing, something has to give. It's, it can't keep losing. I was disappointed with the way Nathan Lyon was used in Perth, not bowling it over. Uh, I'm not going to cop this. It's reverse swinging, so we, we're not going to bowl a spinner. We can't bowl a spinner when it reverses. It wasn't as I was going around corners and hooping all over the place and we were taking wickets. We couldn't take a wicket. Mitch Marsh is not performing well, uh, like a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure he'll get another opportunity. I think people are starting to lose a little bit of patience with him. You know, maybe the best thing for him is to go back to shield cricket and make 500s in a row. I think he's made one shield 180 odd games, but maybe go back and make four or five hundreds in a row and say, pick me. I think they'll probably go with six batsmen in Perth. I think, uh, in Hobart, sorry, I think Callum Ferguson might come in as well as Joe Burns. But Donald Trump got elected yesterday. Who knows what could happen? Maybe I might be playing as well in Hobart with good hair. <laughs> I like him. I, I like the fact that he's. Warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see he put his hand up today that um, the coach Darren Lehman is away for a period of time and that he said, well, if, if they want some help, I'm, I'm here because I don't want to be the kind of person who's critical and says that needs to be fixed without doing something. I about don't think it. you could ever accuse Shane Warner of being a hypocrite. No, he says what he means and. The last couple of days, there were reports that Cricket Australia rebuffed his advances, his offer, because he doesn't have coaching certificates. Yeah, well, that's... Come on. Yeah. I'm with you. When I grew up, Dan, that was the component of a cricket team at any level, but especially in the national. Six recognised specialist batsmen. Four bowlers a, a and a keeper. keeper. And you hoped that there was a, an all-rounder in there in some capacity. But, uh, yeah, obviously. Been, it's an obsession. There's a theory that Andy Flintoff, it's... Since Andy Flintoff destroyed Australia in 05, that they've been looking for one ever since. Mm. And haven't, you know, no. Watson was good, not great. Uh, they've tried with Mitch Marsh. Anyway, Jared Oria Hargreaves has re signed with the Sydney Roosters until 2020. And if he sees that out, that would make him an 11 year player with the Tricolours. Yeah, he's, he's an important signing for the club. You know, they, they play their best football when he's playing his best. He had an injury plagued season this year, and they, they did suffer without him in that first half. Uh, He's a, he's a strong leader for them. And tonight in the NBL, it's the Brisbane Bullets at home to the 6-2 and two Sydney Kings. One of those two Kings losses was to the Bullets in the first weekend of the season. Well, I don't want to be, again, a broken record, Dan, but can I just point out, because it won't be for too much longer, that Liverpool lead the English Premier League for the first time in as long as I can remember. Why do you have to have that attitude of, oh, it's not going to be for long? Because it's probably not going to be. No, look, uh, no, I'm just reveling in the moment. Why aren't they? Why are they any less than De- Arsenal or uh, def- Tottenham or De- Man City? Defensively, we are we are much more susceptible to conceding goals than so those teams you just mentioned. Negative attitude. And, oh, they're dragging them down. And of your really? kind, the whole wow. Liverpool. Oh, my kind. No, right, of your kind that cost them a couple of years ago yeah, when no, they had it in the bag yeah. and everyone was scared. Yeah. You played not to lose. No, it was my you fault. Play- I'm saying you and your kind. It was. I got, I got, a, letter, I got a letter from the club asking Mate, your I team support elsewhere. Just put six past Watford. You put four past whoever you I played I just two wanted weeks to make ago. a statement. Now you've turned it into something no, else. You're the one. Oh, no, Liverpool are on top. I'm enjoying not it. Not for long. Yeah, not, not for long. So Don't I'm say that, Dan. You can't it. say that. You this, and your kind, you say things uh, like that. This it's is terrible. The rush hour for sports bets. Racing form. Session with the news update shortly. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M Rush Hour.
getting you through a Thursday night with Sturlow. Uh, are you enjoying the Four Nations? Uh, yeah, I, I obviously did the double header on the weekend. Um, pretty early start. It was a four four o'clock start for uh, for the first game there, and I thought the Australian New Zealand game. Yeah, it was it was okay. Uh, Australia looked as though they should have won by more. I actually think that we'll get a decent final. Those two sides will play in the final. Mm. I, I, in no way known do I write off New Zealand's chances, despite the fact they've lost the three tests this season. I, I just got a feeling that, that Australia could find it very, very difficult in that last game. Okay, let me ask you a pointed question. Let me ask you, are you enjoying the Four Nations, no, Deb? No, I'm finding it like eating my vegetables. What about when Scotland led New England 8-0? I didn't see that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, so at six o'clock when yeah, I'm doing so when I'm doing New Zealand and Scotland this weekend, I'll tape it. Well, it's in my IQ, England Scotland. It's in my IQ. I mean, I, I intend to watch it, uh, but you I, know, I've got better things to do at the I'm moment. I'm going to do the coverage as though you're sitting there watching me, Dan. I'm, well, do, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm actually going to dedicate it to you. New Zealand England was a tough watch. Australia Scotland's the most enjoyable game, and they won by forty. <laughs> All right, okay. This is not about me. This is about you. Are Cronulla better off without Ben Barber? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, because what, uh, what do you mean? Well, Roy Masters has written a piece today outlining that this upcoming season, 2017, would have been the first season which they had to pay him his entire contract. Last year and the year before, they got him very cheap because the Broncos were supplementing most of his contract. Right. And also, you've got a situation where they've won a comp with him. So they've got... You know, they're, they're pound of flesh out of him. Now Valentine Holmes can go back to fullback. Now, I'm not saying this is – we, we yeah, wish no, we've I, been I, nothing but the best. And I understand what you're saying. But are Cronulla going to come out of this Look, in a better place? Financially, it might well be the case, but I don't know whether they're a better football team without him. He had a great season. He had a much better season than I thought we were ever going to see from Ben Barber. And I felt particularly sorry for him that we kept referring back to 2012 because he was never going to be the player he was in 2012. But boy, he got awful close this year. He got closer than I ever thought he would. So in terms of, yes, they do have the capacity and the flexibility to put Valentine Holmes at fullback and they've got some nice outside backs here. You know, Jared Beal can come in and, and play. Um, no, look, I don't think they're, they're better off without him as a, as a rugby league team. Um, but on you know now they've got some money they can spend they're going to spend it this year. Well, but... again, it might be on you know if, who on who they're going to bring in. I'm you know it, it's I don't look I don't know if it's the harsh reality when you say they got their pound of flesh out of him that they won a premiership with him. Now I'd, hate, I'd hate to think that was the case. But the, come on, this is professional sport. I, underst I understand that, but you know if if Ben Barber's there, then it's all based on the alternative as to. You know, who comes in for him? Yes, Valentine Holmes can go and play fullback. Maybe he can't, maybe he can't. I don't know. We haven't, I haven't seen enough of him. But they've got to bring someone else into their squad, yeah. and I don't know the calibre of that player. Well, there's nothing stopping Cronulla once Ben, if and when he gets through this Thailand yeah, exactly. know, recovery, saying, okay, well, we'll welcome you back. Well, I would we'll assume pay that less. Would, I would think that would be the case. And I think that officially they do have to pay him less, don't they? Because that's part of the penalty. Uh, imposed mm. on him that there's a percentage yeah, of the contract. He's got to wear twelve weeks. Yeah, so uh, look, it's a it's a broad question you ask, and it's not easy. That's to, a cruel to question. Answer. No, it's a cruel question, but it's a harsh reality question. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think they're a better football team without him in their squad. 
but financially they might be better off with him not there and that's and that's the point what, whatever they do with that money then you know of again you, adds to adds to the answer let me make it clear of course if you take him out of the 17 they're not going to be yeah. as good but we're, I'm talking bigger picture uh Parramatta geez they've been busy in the off season haven't they they've signed Frank Pritchard I, I don't know if that's official but it looks like they will yeah one year deal it is official. I believe so. And yeah. Swim and Tungy, they've signed for two years. Yeah, I like. I mean, as Frank comes back from from England, um, from Hull FC, he did quite well over there. But you buy Frank, I would imagine, for his experience, his size. I don't think you're going to get a lot of game time out of him as such. You probably haven't had to pay him that much, but I think he'll add something. I really like Matungi. Yeah. Matungi's been excellent wherever he's been. He came across from the Warriors, the Roosters. Um, I thought he played really, really well there. Did well at Penrith Penrith. also. Uh, Was just unable to be fitted under the cap in both of those. But again, if you get Sui Matangi at the right price, and I think they would have done by the very fact they've signed him for two years, uh, there's some size that's been added on the the back, of course, of of Danny Wicks. Most players, if they they were on their fourth club in five years ago, well, hang on. No, he's not one of them. No, he's purely – it's – Financial every time. Yeah, and as I say, uh, Danny Wicks, I think, will be a big loss. And congratulations to Danny on a on a brave decision and one that is full of priorities to you know, young family now. And he doesn't particularly like the lifestyle down here. Could have taken the money. Yeah, easily. Yamba, nice part of the world up there. So he leaves a little bit of a hole there, and and it's been filled. And he, he, I imagine, a bit like our colleague Wendell when he came back from his dramas. The, the objective is to come back, prove yourself, sort of finish on a high and move on. And he, he, he has been it's – mo- it's the most textbook comeback from uh, the, uh, you know, the depths of where he was. Uh, he's a real success story and he walks away from our game with his head held high. All right. This is the Rush Hour Sports Update coming up after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour Live. Sports Update. There are reports AB de Villiers may be rushed into the South African team for the day-night test in Adelaide, the third test, if the series is still alive. Now, it would be a story. Well, after the first test, I don't know where you'd find a spot for him, but for, for AB, you probably I think would. I think you'd squeeze him in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, now, that hasn't been confirmed. That's just a report on the Fox Sports website. A nice rap from Fernando Alonso. He's called Daniel Ricciardo the best driver of the year, despite the fact the Mercedes duo of Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton are streets ahead of the field in the championship. And the NRL's most talked-about two-game player is in the headlines again. Kalen Ponga has told the Courier-Mail he would prefer to stay in rugby league, but he hasn't ruled out a code switch to AFL and a gig with the Brisbane Lions, who apparently have a rookie contract on the table ready for him to go. Oh, just add the zeros, Dan. <laughs> He's a talent. There's no doubt about that. His performances for North Queensland were excellent. Um, and we knew at that time it was pointed out that he was proficient in other sports as yep. well. So the world is his oyster. Uh, let's hope that he's, he's an NRL player because he's exciting. It's, I don't remember this much hype about a player since Sonny Bill Williams. His manager no. came out and said he's a future immortal. Yeah. Why would it matter? Well, I, know, I know you're trying to drive the kids' price up, but come on. You don't need that at 18. That is a sports update as we do the Rush Hour 4 Sports Bets Racing Form. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sports Bets New Racing Form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour Live Sports Update. There are reports AB de Villiers may be rushed into the South African team 
for the day-night test in Adelaide, the third test, if the series is still alive. Now, it would be a story. Well, after the first test, I don't know where you'd find a spot for him, but for, for AB, you probably I think would. You'd, I think you'd squeeze him in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, now, that hasn't been confirmed. That's just a report on the Fox Sports website. A nice rap from Fernando Alonso. He's called Daniel Ricciardo the best driver of the year. Despite the fact the Mercedes duo of Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton are streets ahead of the field in the championship. And the NRL's most talked-about two-game player is in the headlines again. Kalen Ponga has told the Courier-Mail he would prefer to stay in rugby league, but he hasn't ruled out a code switch to AFL and a gig with the Brisbane Lions, who apparently have a rookie contract on the table ready for him to go. Oh, just add the zeros, Dan. (laughs) He's a talent. There's no doubt about that. His performances for North Queensland were excellent. Um, and we knew at that time it was pointed out that he was proficient in other sports as yeah. well. So the world is his oyster. Uh, let's hope that he's, he's an NRL player because he's exciting. It's, I don't remember this much hype about a player since Sonny Bill Williams. His manager right. came out and said he's a future immortal. Yeah. Why would it matter? Well, I, know, doesn't I know you're trying to drive the kid's price up, but come on. You don't need that at 18. That is a sports update as we do the Rush Hour 4 Sports Bets Racing Form. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sports Bets New Racing Form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Ah, Triple M Rush Hour. Just about done for another night. Still, I stop asking me to read out that story from the Sydney Morning Herald <laughs> that I'm not allowed to talk about that says Kerry O'Keefe is joining Triple M. I can't say. I'm not. We're not allowed to talk. It's, uh-huh. There's got to be an official announcement. And it's good that, that professional... Mm that you're following that and you're not right. talking about it. Well done. Because you don't want to mention that Kerry O'Keefe is joining Triple, Triple M when it comes to according the According to the Sydney Morning Herald, according not, to not according Morning to us. Herald. By the way, speaking of professional, how professional have we been? Today is the Triple M NRL drinks, which started way back at 4.30, and we've been here slaving, slaving. Can we finish? Yeah, all right, okay. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to backdoor it in about half an hour? No, I'll walk out the front door. I, I, don't, I just don't like your company that much, you, Dan. It's, it's got nothing so to do with... You strike me as the I'm ultimate ca- backdoor no. man at a party. <laughs> oh, hang, at a party. hang on, Dan. Party. Dan. Where well, you make sure down. you say hello to everyone. I'll say you hello. You grab a I drink. And then, and then, hang on, I've done my time. Now I can leave. I've done my time. I, I, shall, I shall have a chat with the people that I like. When was so the last time? So this will probably time? be our last conversation for the evening. <laughs> when was the last time you were last man standing at a party? Mate, how many, how many functions, get-togethers over the years do you think that I have been to, Dan? Many. Many, many, many. I'm, I'm going to have a good time. I don't care what you've just said then. I'm going, <laughs> I'm catching up with my friends from Triple M. Yeah, like Kenty. Uh, we've had, everybody's had a good year. Oh, you can't. You just can't let it go, can you? Um, Why don't we make tonight the night we smoke the peace pipe and we I don't get... smoke, Dan. I don't smoke. It's not good for you. And for all the young people listening out there. Is life too short to be angry whatever at Whatever you do, don't smoke. I'm not angry at anyone, Dan. I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. <laughs> You're just, you're trying to be, oh no, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd offend people if I said, no, nah, forget the war. Don't mention the war. Okay. We've got to go. <laughs> I'll see you downstairs. Goodbye. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.